Hearts praying for a fresh encounter Souls looking to the living God I'm ready for a real revival Oh Holy Spirit
powerless. We're powerless to do anything. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need to move in this church. We need to move in our hearts. God, move on me, Father. Your Holy Spirit, move, God. God, I know what you've brought me from. I know where you're taking me to, and I'm thankful for that. Thankful, thankful, thankful. Yes, Holy Spirit, move.
Lord wants to, wants to build you a place. He wants to build you a place. Accept the Lord. Accept the Lord in your life. Don't wait too long. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the salvation. Today. I struggled with it for, for years. It's not worth it. Give it up. Everything this world has to offer is temporary. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I've got friends. I've got family in heaven waiting for me. I'm going to make it. I want you to make it. I want you to make it. I want you to make it. Pastor Rick, come up. Amen, amen. Like Carlin was saying, if there's anybody here right now this morning, we don't have to move forward. If there's a person right now that needs to know the Lord, come to know him right now. Right now, as they continue to play, I'm going to pray just for a minute. If there's anybody in here that doesn't know the Lord, just coming to church doesn't make you know the Lord. That doesn't mean you're saved because you show up in this building each week. You have to have a personal relationship. You have to believe on Christ. You have to surrender your complete life and your heart to him. So this morning, Father, as we come to you, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that your son, Jesus, died on the cross for us. We thank you for the blood that was shed, the body that was broken. God, we thank you for that right now. And Father, that was for us. Every single person in here, every single person watching online, that was for us. Our sins can be forgiven. We can be made new. Father, we don't have to keep going down that same dead-end road that's leading us straight to hell. Father, we can change directions by accepting your son Jesus into our life and believing on him that he died and he rose again and now he's in heaven waiting for us. And God, right now, I just pray if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, they'd step forward right now. Father, maybe they played church for years and years and years and they've never surrendered their life to you. God, open up their hearts right now to move to move right now, to come and surrender to you, Father, to surrender right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, move on them right now. Move on them right now. Today, again, is the day of salvation. If they don't know you, today is their day right now. Give them courage to step out and come to this altar right now. Praise you and just give it a minute here as we sing this.
Father, for who you are. We worship you in this place. And God, we ask your Holy Spirit to just move amongst us this morning. Lord, complete the work that you're doing in hearts right now. We praise you and we thank you for who you are. We worship you right now, Jesus. Have your way in this place. We want a fresh move of your spirit in this place, in our church, in our lives. A fresh wind of your spirit, God. A revival, an awakening in our souls, God, to who you are and to know that the time is short. We praise you. We thank you right now. We worship you right now, God. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will also let you know today, if if you come into this building one way and you go back out and you act like the world the rest of the week, you do not know our Savior. And I'm saying that in love. There is a difference. There is a there is a holiness to this. There is a, a repentance. There's a turning away from things of the world and turning towards Christ and each day becoming closer and closer to him. And I know we'll mess up. I know we'll make mistakes. But if you deliberately go against God when you go out of this place, you have not surrendered your life to him. And I pray right now that you understand that, that it is a complete surrender of your heart. There are things that God wants to cut out of your life that you are continuing to do that are keeping you from getting to where he wants you to be. And those things have to go. They have to go. Father, right now, any chains that are on people right now, they're walking through their weak God down and they're turning to things other than you right now in the name of Jesus. Break those chains off of them, God. Break those chains off of them in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you right now. Praise you and we thank you, Jesus. Break our hearts, God. Break our hearts for what breaks yours, God. Help us to walk in your ways. Help us understand that you are for us. You're not against us. Help us know that we're not defined by things that have happened to us in our life. Help us know, God, that you love us. That you forgive us. And you want the best for us. We praise you in this place right now, God. Worship you worship you. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen. Before you're seated, just the same as last week, because we serve a God that is full of love. Before you're seated, family. That's my family on the front row. You go around to meet somebody you haven't seen or you haven't talked to before in the church. Just one person. Say hello, introduce yourself, and give them 20 bucks. Did anybody get $20? I'll just assume it went in the offering plate. So, no. <laughs> Love you guys. Appreciate you. And if, if you're here and you wonder why, why did we just pause? Well, because God needs to speak sometimes. And we will always do that. If God wants to move, if God wants to do something, we will interrupt that service. And he's allowed to do that and speak to people's hearts. Amen. All right, this morning, I'm going to start a new series called Get Out of Your Feelings. Get Out of Your Feelings. Anybody been there? Where that guy's at right there? You got all kinds of things going on. You're feeling all kinds of different ways. I thought as I was putting this together this week, like feelings, feelings, feelings. Wouldn't it be kind of different? Because I'm kind of different. I heard those last. And I'm good with it. I'm confident in my differentness. That's not even a word. See, I'm different. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to put some songs together that 
have the word feeling in it. And I know I've probably missed a lot of them, but I put a little mashup together. So you feel free to dance around if you'd like to. But we're going to go ahead and start that off and just have some fun here. You recognize this first Such one? Such a good feeling to Mr. Know Rogers. It's such a Sing along if you know it. You're growing inside and when you wake up ready to say Oh, it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy. I think I'll make a snappy These guys are going, what the heck is this? It's such a good feeling. A very good, good feeling. feeling. The feeling you know that I'll, I'll be, be back. back. I'll be good. Yeah. Anybody got any James Brown moves? No, no. I thought I'd get some crowd participation here, huh? Lois, you got any dancing in you? What else did I put on there? Oh, yeah. There's a. I got some rockers in here. I knew Mike would turn that one up. Let me hear you. For the more mellow type, we do a little Carlton. I think I think I might have one more. This is for you guys over here. Are you guys ready? Get up! You guys got to get up with me. Yeah, Kobe. Some of you are going, "What in the world is he doing?" Get to the message already. Now, I know there's a few different people going right now. Who is this? If you're new here or fairly new, what in the world are we doing? And why does Rick have tattoos on his arms now? Oh, <laughs> I was hoping some of you guys would come down for prayer already because you're condemning me. But anyway, yeah, I got a few. So, and I like to have fun and I like to be different and I love Jesus with all my heart. So that's really all that matters to me. And he made me the way I am, which is weird. And I accept it. <laughs> and I love him. I'm glad he made me different and weird. I was hoping somebody would be weird with me and dance around, but, you know, another time maybe. But I do love the Lord. I like to have fun. I think it's fun being a Christian. It is. You can still have fun. And seek him with everything you have. And when you're sitting at your desk studying and he says feelings and your your mind goes hmm let's put some music together to that and i probably left out some songs some people told me already i missed a few but anyway we got four weeks of this so maybe i'll throw some more together get out of your feelings and this morning we're going to talk about our hearts and we live in a time where people a lot of times largely make decisions based on their feelings we do it all the time but how do we live a life that honors Jesus when we constantly live in our feelings instead of the Holy Spirit guiding us? And we're going to learn about the importance of emotional health over this next four weeks. Uh, we're going to tackle some topics like anxiety. Anybody deal with that? Just me? Uh, depression. But again, this morning, we're going to talk about our hearts and how we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to be led by God and not just... Our feelings. You probably heard the phrase, follow your heart. I've probably said it. Follow your heart. You probably heard it in a Disney movie. Those of you that watch those, I can't make it through. Or romantic comedies. I do sometimes have to watch those. Not very often. You can mix it in with some action. I'll be all about it. But, um, but follow your heart. You hear that a lot. Um, and it seems like 
It seems like the best advice in the morning. If somebody comes to me and, man, I'm really struggling with what to do. And, and then I say, follow your heart. Just follow your heart. It sounds good, doesn't it? Um, do what's best for you. Other quotes that I came across about feelings. Don't hide your feelings. Act on them. <laughs> Careful. Take care of your feelings because they make you feel alive. Or how about express your feelings? Don't ever let life shut you up. We do this. We base things off of our feelings. But when I was a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up to you a little bit. This is sometimes scary for me because I say stupid stuff sometimes. But talking about feelings and, and trying to go, you know, base those things off of how your heart feels when I was a teenager, 16, okay, I followed my heart and its feelings a lot, and it got me into a lot of problems. Anybody been there? You guys are there right now. I know. And I compromised my beliefs in faith because of my feelings and what my heart was, I thought, telling me that was right. Follow your heart. I was doing that. Um, when I was 16, I had my first kiss. Here's where, it's, where I'm going to say something stupid, I'm sure. Okay? I had my first kiss when I was 16. Yes, it took that long. And from there, whew, it was a bad deal for me. I followed my heart and my feelings, and that first kiss turned into losing my virginity. I was raised in church. I know what the Bible says. I know what God says. And I know what God has for us. But I followed my heart. And it told me I was in love with a senior and I was a sophomore. <laughs> but that quickly, after being trained up in the way I should go by my lovely parents right here, I chose to go against God. And have sex before marriage and lose my virginity because I was following my heart. Instead of following God and the Holy Spirit's leading. And it wasn't good for me. I didn't see it in the moment. We never do, right? We're in love. But it was not good for me. It was not good for my family. My father right here in the front row, we got in an argument one night because he wouldn't let me see her. And I shoved him against the wall. Thankfully, he didn't knock me out. Instead, he, he talked with me, and he reasoned with me. I still didn't want to hear it, I'm sure. But it was, it was bad for me. It was bad for our family. Um, all because I thought I was following my heart. And, you know, that wasn't my only mistake in the dating world, but I'm only going to beat myself up once this morning. <laughs> so you're going to have to just wait for more in the future. But, again, I thought I was following my heart. By giving up my virginity before marriage. And I was totally wrong and my heart was wrong. And I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're sleeping with someone, if you're having sex right now, uh, if you're contemplating giving up your virginity, teens, you are deliberately going against God's word. If you are not within the confines of marriage and you're still sleeping together and you're still, you know, you're doing this stuff, you're against God right now. And he cannot bless you for that. This was me. I was in this position. I was going against God but by having sexual relations outside of marriage. I was deliberately, I knew it was against God and I did it anyway because I was following my heart. Okay? You're like, man, that's rough, Rick. It's truth. It's the truth. We cannot do that outside of the confines of marriage like God intended. And if you don't believe me, Hebrews 13.4. This is free this morning, okay? Marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators, fornicators are people having sex who are not married to each other. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. There it is. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in our feelings and our heart and, and things that are going on around us that we disregard the word of God that should be above all else. That should be our, our path that we take. That should be our, our life guideline 
that we follow. And I'm not saying that to condemn you this morning. Please don't let it come across that way. I'm saying it because I love you. I sinned in this. I had to ask for forgiveness for myself. This was me. I lived this out. You know what else happened? When Sarah and I started dating, she made it known to me early on that she was a virgin. And she was going to stay a virgin. And she wanted to marry a virgin. I'm like, oh. Man, it was going so well. But instead of running, because she had standards that she had stuck to and continued to uh, stick to until we were married, thank the Lord, I had to let her know out of the honesty and brokenness of my heart that I'm not. I'm not a virgin, honey. I didn't call her honey back there, back then. I'm not a virgin, Sarah. And we had a talk, and I cried, and I let her know that I'd messed up, that I, but I found forgiveness in God. And she agreed that you found forgiveness in God. You repented of that. You're sorry for that. And we continued on. And here we are, 20 years later, 21 years later, still loving each other, still staying together, still putting God first in everything. Well, that was a hard conversation. When you meet someone, you're like, God, thank you for this person. And then you have to find out, you need to let her know that you're not what she was looking for. And I let her know, and and thankfully, thank God that she stayed with me. And thank God that he stayed at the center of our relationship and our marriage still today. And I'm so thankful for her and, and our lives together. So thank you, dear. I love you. Um. But again, it's the Holy Spirit and God's word that brings conviction. If you don't read the word, you're not going to be convicted. You're not going to understand what God's trying to show you in, in life and what the path you should take. And again, I'm, I'm preaching on myself. I lived this. I went through it. I made these mistakes and God forgave me and got me back on the right track with things. And that goes for anything in life, okay? God forgives. You come to him with that repentant heart, he forgives and puts you back on the right path. If you get offended by me talking about that this morning... So be it. I'm not going to apologize for speaking God's word and its truth. Um, If I don't do this, if I don't talk about things, if I don't talk about sin in the Bible, if I don't preach on sin, I'm doing a disservice to you guys as your pastor. If I'm just going to sugarcoat things and try to make you feel good, I'm doing a disservice to you. You need to understand that there is sin and there are things that we do that are against God and his word and you're not going to be blessed in it. We need to try our best to live holy and set apart as followers of Jesus. Amen. And you don't have to, have to I was going to say you don't have to love me. Yes, you do. <laughs> we have to love our neighbor. You have to love me. You have to love God. You have to, you need to obey his word. And that's exactly what I want for you. I want everything that God has for you. I want you to walk in it every single day. So sin needs to be talked about. Okay. All right. Back to following your heart issue. Okay, let's talk about this some more. The the problem with following our heart is we aren't very trustworthy at times. We're not. As we follow our heart, we're not always trustworthy. We often choose things that feel good, but many times they're not good for us at all. Been there. And this this feels real good, but it's not of God. (laughs) It's not from God. And we think that phrase, follow your heart, or, or what's your heart telling you, sounds like this, this magical advice for us, when realistically it's really, really bad for us. And what happens when following your heart leads you to uh, a negative situation? What happens when we get in these negative situations? And we're going to talk about this morning, that this morning, that the danger of following your heart in Scripture and seeing the solution as we learn to follow Jesus, and not just the feelings that we're having. Turn to Jeremiah 17, verse 9. I still feel a lot of tension in the room. And I'm okay with it. I'd rather tell you about sin and get you back on the right track than to let you walk out of here and head to hell. Jeremiah 17, 9. It'll also be on the screen, but I like to see you guys watching along. 
It's a New King James Version. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There it is. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Right there in the scripture shows us our heart is wicked. It's deceitful. And they lead us, our feelings and our heart can lead us to disappointment. So what can we do about that? Because I have a heart. Although some of you may not think so. (laughs) But what can I do about when my heart's leading me in things and it's being deceitful, it's being wicked, what can I do about it? Turn to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verses 24, 25. I encourage you to be in your word every day, multiple times a day, multiple times a day if you can. Get a version you can understand that's not too far off from Thouest King Versioneth. I know some people read that, and that's great. It's, that's difficult for me, so I switched to New King James or New Living. But get something you can understand. There's nothing more frustrating than trying to read and not having a clue what you're reading. That's why a lot of people put it down and don't pick it up anymore. All right, Matthew 16, 24 through 25. What can I do about my, my wicked heart, my deceitful heart that leads me astray sometimes? Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So right there, we're called to pick up our cross, to die to ourselves and our feelings and follow Jesus. Okay? And when we follow our hearts, we're actively trying to live our own way instead of following Jesus. This is the opposite. If if I'm in my feelings all the time and, and living by what my heart's telling me sometimes, that's the opposite of dying to myself. Because it's not about self. It's about him and him leading us. I have to do that in order, I have to die to self in order to follow him. So anything that I might want in life, anything that feels good to me, has to die in order for me to follow him. I have to give up some things that I know, this is just me. This is what I like. And it may even go against the word of God, it may not. But if, if you're not dying to those things that are getting in the way of your relationship with God, you're not following Jesus. Okay? Feelings are great companions but they are terrible leaders. If, we're let a, if you're letting yourself be led by your feelings all the time, that is a terrible place to be. You know, I used to have, I say used to, some people might argue, I used to have some anger issues. That's a feeling, it's an emotion. I was led by that a lot. I had a short fuse. You know why? Because I wasn't letting God lead me. I wasn't dying to self. And following Jesus instead. I was getting caught up in my emotions. And I wasn't letting the peace that passes on understanding invade my heart and life. That's what God does for us. Again, feelings are great companions, but they are terrible leaders. When we let our heart and our feelings lead us, guess who can't? Jesus. If I'm constantly led by my feelings, he never has the chance to lead me where he wants me to go. And scripture shows us that when we try to live in a way that we save our own life by letting our hearts and our feelings lead us, we're actually going to lose it. It's only by giving up our life to Jesus that we can truly gain it. And there's so much to gain with a life in Jesus. So much pain that you can save yourself with a life in Jesus. So don't follow your feelings, follow Jesus. But how can I apply this? How can I put this into action in my life? Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. Still with me? Somebody give a shout. Proverbs 3, verse 
Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 says, trust in the Lord. Trust in who? Your feelings? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding. We do. Because of our feelings. This is how I perceive this. This is what I'm feeling. No, it says, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's something I have, I've had to tell myself a lot lately with everything that has been going on. But it's true. Trust in the Lord with all of it, all of your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. So a question to you this morning is, are you trusting in your own heart or are you trusting in God this morning to lead you? When we, when we try to, we allow ourselves to, to stay in our feelings and stay in these emotions that we have, it's not, it doesn't take too long as we keep doing this and not following God's leading that we end up crashing and burning. I say that in one sense, but literally, you take your life down a path to hell when we don't allow God to lead our lives. Um, and, and I hit on this a little bit while we were praying earlier, trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. Following Christ and being a disciple of Jesus is a full surrender. It is complete surrender to every area of your life. And a lot of times we'll, we'll give him some, but we won't let go of some other things. And this says, with all your heart, trust him with all your heart. Trust God. The remedy to following our heart is following Jesus. We follow him by choosing to trust, into him, trust in him, to lean into him on situations and let him be our guide. You know, as you go about this next week, instead of following your own heart, instead of following your feelings, try setting your emotions aside and seeing what God says to you. Because I promise you, when you pray and you seek the Lord, you get in his word, he will bring revelation to you. He will bring understanding to you. He will bring peace in the midst of situations. He will be, he will be strength for you when you need it. He has everything that you need if you'll set the feelings aside, get out of those and your emotions and focus in on him. Place your trust in his leadership over your life. Trust in him with everything. If our praise team would come back up. I wanted to read a poem to you guys as we finish up here by Deborah Belka. It says, a heart that is peaceful knows in God it can trust. It knows believing this is a daily must. A heart that is satisfied knows God is always there. It knows it can give him its every worry and care. A heart that is content knows God is good. It knows he will do just what he should. A heart that is committed knows God always leads. It knows he will supply all of its wants and needs. A heart that is devoted knows God loves its praise. It's no, it knows he is faithful and follows all of his ways. A heart that is for God can never go wrong. For the heart that loves him is steadfast and strong. And I don't have this, this scripture for the screen, but Psalm 139, 23, 24. This, this is a, a prayer in the psalm, which is filled a lot, with a lot of those, just a crying out. But this line right here is so challenging if you really mean it when you say it and when you speak it, when you pray it. And it says, Psalm 139, 23, 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, if you're going to say that, you're going to say that to God, you're going to pray that, then you better be ready for him to reveal things inside of here that he's searching. You're asking him to search. You're, ha you're asking him to uncover some things 
So when you say this, you don't just say it like, search me, oh God, know my heart. No, it's search me. You know the depths of my heart. You know what's going on inside of here. So when you say this, know that he's going to let you know what's going on inside of here. He's going to let you know that, hey, Rick, there's some things right there that need to be brought out. There's some things right there that need to be surrendered. You've got some unforgiveness back there in your heart that you never have let go of. You've got some bitterness. You've got some things going on in your heart. So when I'm saying, search me, oh God, you're saying, I'm wide open, God. You do whatever you need to do to fix what's broken inside of here. And it says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Woo! If we sincerely pray that, search my heart, oh God, point out anything that offends you, we should probably all be lying on these altars. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. You guys will stand this morning. And bow your heads. If you've been walking your own path this morning, you've been in your feelings, letting those feelings and emotions lead you and guide you instead of the Holy Spirit and and God's guidance. And you're discouraged. You're discouraged by how your feelings have led to this. You're just in a poor state of life right now. You're struggling. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is ready to put your life back together. He will do that for you if you'll trust his leading and not your feelings in the midst of what you're dealing with right now. Put your trust in him this morning. Put your trust in Jesus. Commit to following him this morning. Commit to letting him lead in whatever the situation is that you're struggling with right now. Get out of your feelings. Let God lead your heart in this moment right now, this morning. And he will, he will, he will, he will show you where to go. He will show you where to go. So Father, right now we come to you and we thank you for who you are. And God, I'm praying right now that we all, every single person in this room is praying this prayer right now. Search my heart, oh God. Search my heart and if there's anything in there that offends you, that goes against you, God, reveal it to us. Let us come and repent and be led by your spirit this morning. Search our hearts, oh God. Lord, if there's there's someone in here that doesn't know you this morning or has walked away from you, God, I pray they come and they surrender to you today and make you Lord of their life. We praise you and we thank you, God. These altars are open for rededication, for salvations, for searching your heart. Let God search your heart. If you need healing, I want to pray for you. In Jesus' name.
want to just reiterate about moments like this is, an, is it's a chance for you to encounter God. You know, if you take that step to just come to the altar, you may not need anything physically, financially. You may not have a need right now in your life, but any chance that we have to corporately encounter the Lord, to come to the altar as a, a sacrifice of worship and praise and just, and just be in His presence, that's a, that's a time that is so, so sweet to just come and bow down before Him and worship Him. And as you do that, you may not need anything, but there may be things that He wants to pour into you. And you get that as you sacrifice. You bring that sacrifice of praise. You, bring, you, you let him know, God, I love you. I surrender. I, I just appreciate you so much. And in those moments, it's just you and him as you're in his presence. And he just, he just starts pouring into you. He just starts pouring into you. So, so every time we have an altar call, you may not have a need. But you can take that as a, as a moment to encounter God. And you can get up from this altar strengthened, empowered, and, and I almost said feeling, being led by the Holy Spirit to do more than what you could have done before you went down there. So I don't, I don't want us to ever take it for granted that we get to open up the altars, that we get to pray, that we get to be in his presence because that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity for us as a church to press in and to get what God has for us, to encounter him, to let his Holy Spirit speak to you. And I told you guys last week, I don't, want, I don't want to play church. I want to have genuine encounters with the Holy Spirit and for God to shake us up, to move mightily. And when God's moving in places, when God's doing great things, he's already done everything he needs to do for us. But when he shows himself to us, that draws more people. That gives excitement in your heart. Man, God's speaking into me. God's showing me things. God's revealing me how much he loves me. And you go and take that excitement to other people. And when he's lifted up, it draws people unto him. I want more. I want more for my life, my heart. I want more for my family. I want more for our church family together. I want us to press in to the Holy of Holies. I want us to forget about schedules. I want us to forget about anything that is other than God when we come into this place together. God, I just thank you for who you are. I praise you for who you are. I thank you for the people that make up this church. But God, I want more. I want more, God. And is that, Father, I know that comes by spending time with you. That's, that comes by spending time in your word. Lord, if I do the things that I know you've asked me to do and, and study and obey and, Father, be in your presence and talk to you, communicate with you and pray that you will show up every single time. Lord, let us know that as a church that you are here, you are with us, and we can always fellowship with you. Father, over these next two or three weeks, give us that burden to invite the lost to the church, to heaven's gates, hell's flames. And Father, we get them here and you do the hard part. You, your Holy Spirit brings the conviction. Your Holy Spirit brings the love. Your Holy Spirit melts people's hearts and draws them to you, God. Help us to go. Praise you and we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name.